Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, Kara. Hi, Liz. I was trying to remember the last time you were on Feathers in My Hair. I think it's been a little bit. It's been a little while, but I guess before we really get into it, I should, um, I wanted to tell you something. Okay. <laughs> um, I did lie about the Mac McKee TikTok. <laughs> I'm you, just kidding. I didn't. Oh, I was like, Kara, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you, <can imagine. laughs> you should have seen my face. I was like, wait, <laughs> like I had that full numbers lady gif. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, like how psycho would that be? <laughs> So she's like, let me just make up a lie about Mac Nikita Liz. I would be like, I think I have to go. <laughs> no, that's so funny. No. Also, like, I know I watched it with my own eyes. Like, yeah. I know, like and yet I still was like, huh? <laughs> that's right. You did watch the end of it. That's so funny. <laughs> oh god okay um the big news of the week if you follow me on instagram you saw it feathers underscore pod that brie won the lawsuit the lawsuit was dismissed yay exactly the way that i fucking said it would be when i first read about it that they're gonna dismiss it because pulling out one tiny little singular line about breaking and entering does not make for defamation and that's exactly what the judge said the judge is like actually she got arrested so oh my gosh I was listening to you earlier and you were talking about the tens of thousands of dollars that Kayla must spend on lawsuits and it's just like girl girl Brie okay so the judge dismissed the case um and didn't order legal fees to be paid but like allowed for that to be open and so Brie's attorney sent a demand letter to Kale's attorney, which is like kind of the, you know, the first step in the process, because mm-hmm. theoretically you would want this to just be settled out of court. And he's asking, he's saying Bree's legal bills are $120,000. No, no. Just so Kale could find out that Bree fucked Chris. Like <sighs> that's so upsetting. And that's just Bree's lawyer. That's not Kale's lawyer. Right. And, uh, Here's the thing about billing, like legal billing, they, if they settle, like they're going to settle for for less, right? Like they'll set or settle for somewhere between like 50 and $80,000 would be my guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and she also, she went to like a high powered litigator an expensive one, but Kale's litigators are also high powered. Like I would bet that the legal fees are pretty similar between the two of them. I bet their lawyers bill hourly pretty similarly, Right. Um, I like if this goes to court, not only will she have to pay the $120,000, but then anything that they spend fighting this out in court, she'll have to pay for her lawyer and Bray when Bray right. ultimate wins legal fees. So it's just so crazy to me, like $120,000 clown, clown, <laughs> clown behavior like truly like like to what end what was like it can't be worth it his dick cannot be worth over a hundred thousand dollars no and I'm just so glad that the judge was said exactly (laughs) what I said that like breathe like having one tiny little line that wasn't factually correct when you have been arrested for offensive touching like right 
right. Like, like you can't just pull that out. I like, honestly, I like, I don't love Brie. Like I, she trolls so hard. And the fact that she's like still trolling over this is very funny to me. But as I said, a million times, like Kale taking it real life, like this is just such loser behavior. I feel like, um, like I'm on like a gaudy and I'm like, you're a fucking loser. Like, that's how I think like, like in a Staten Island Italian person being like, you're a fucking loser. Like, that's how I feel about Kale's taking her to court. And like, just knowing that she wasted all of this money for truly no reason. Like, that's why we have these Kate, like clauses that make the loser have to pay attorney's fees because this shouldn't be legal. Right. That is, that is Lux's college education. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be allowed to just take somebody to court and have no consequences for it. I fully agree. It's so, it's so gross. It's like, I'm so glad she lost. I'm so glad she lost. The crazy (laughs) thing is like, I, I wonder if this will even like really mentally affect her. Like if the, I don't think this will make like, yeah, I don't think this will make her step back and be like, maybe I should reevaluate some things. No, I very, very highly doubt that. Imagine. Why start now? Imagine maybe paying out $200,000 total in legal fees um, and not winning your case and not being like, (laughs) should I rethink some things? (laughs) She's a clown. And I mean, those lawyers are really hosing her. Like I said, your episode about like the NDA only lasting a year. Like what? I've never heard of that shit in my life. Nonsensical. And yeah, I mean, these attorney, I actually wouldn't be super surprised if Kale at one point sues these attorneys. And I'm not saying she would win, but this, I'm wondering what advice she got from them. Now, if she, if they sent her an email that was like, you know, as, as per discussion on the phone, we have told you that you are unlikely to win this case, but if you decide that this is what you want to do, like we will represent you. Like if they have an email that says that, like they're off the hook, but like if they were really pressing her and like somebody was giving her advice to do this like I wonder I don't know if kill would win I don't know if it'd be a strong case for malpractice but like ethic lawyers aren't allowed to take like unethical cases that they absolutely know will lose that but like I, I don't think it would really happen but I wouldn't be shocked if that was something that happened down the line and I hope that for all of us I really do I mean just some like it's just such a waste of money I can't in time too. Like it's not just kills money. Like she had to sit in a deposition. This totally Barbara Streisand affected everything. Right. Now everybody's talking about her arrest. Like she, I don't, I don't get it. Well, it, but it's like a narcissist. It's like an abuse tactic. It really is. It's like, what, I mean, I don't want to get into Johnny Depp on here too, but like, it's a real thing. Like when people have no control over a situation that they take it to court, even though they will not win right. because they have more money. And also, even if they don't, it's like the time suck of going to court and like the emotional burden of like having a lawsuit over your head is like really hard. And Kale is like using the courts to like abuse, like I would say Kale is using the court to abuse Brie and it's fucking gross. Yeah. I mean, it is an abuse of power for sure. Like, she does seem to be suing people who she thinks that like you know there's an abuse of 
element to who she's targeting and why exactly like she she thought Brie didn't have the money like that she would get it and I mean Brie said it like that she's choosing to sue the women of color on the show she never sued Janelle yeah and Janelle has said a ton of shit about her right so (laughs) I don't know I'm just glad that this is over I can't wait for Brie to collect those legal fees and I can't wait to see uh Kale refuse to ever address this (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna yeah we're gonna get another card that said like Kale uh, stopped filming for us with the for the last three months again I feel like Kale should sit down with a team of psychologists and subject (laughs) herself to being some sort of research subject on the effects of fame on your brain especially like reality tv fame that you get when you're young and have a traumatic childhood because like her brain is broken (laughs) (laughs) and like the unfortunate thing is that she's kind of a best case scenario given the roster you know right yeah and that (laughs) that's really really saying something right Um, so yeah good for Brie good for her for going out and getting an attorney that was like nah we've got this like that was smart of her and I'm I'm glad that Brie came out on top. I am too. I really also, am. Also, like, Brie <laughs> tweeted, because, you know, she sent Kale that treadmill, which which is fucked up. I don't, like, I'm not defending Brie on that, but she tweeted something like, I'm going to send Kale a clown suit now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes that shit is funny. Like, when Ashley said, every time a bitch fucks with me, I'm going to turn her into a coupon code. Like, that was funny. <laughs> oh gosh, Ashley that? is funny let's talk about Jade first because I feel like she okay. had the least going on this week I mean not a ton happened this week but you know it is the show teen mom <laughs> yeah let's let's do it so Jade is in Texas and she's going to see Sean and like I thought this was overall like a nice scene <laughs> like a night like she had a nice segment this week yeah, it was like a really heartening moment. Like those moments with Chloe and she's just so excited. Oh my God. Like there's nothing more heartwarming than a child who's just like, they're feeling so much. It's like their body can't even take it. Like she was just so excited. When she was like clapping and like yeah. giggling so hard. And then she goes like, did you get a checkup? Because Jade's been telling her he's like at the doctor, which she is. And yeah. then at one point she goes, are we in Texas? Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. It reminded me um, when my niece was like three or four, uh, her parents went to Washington, D.C. for the day. And so somebody else was coming to pick her up and she flipped the fuck out. And everybody kept being like, she's just in Washington. She's just in Washington. So it's like less than two hours from where they live. And mm-hmm. at one point she yelled, I don't know what Washington is. <laughs> because she's in perspective okay (laughs) yeah because she's a baby like she was four like she doesn't understand geography like (laughs) it made me laugh like I always think of that and that Chloe being like are we in Texas it's just such a reminder that kids like truly don't understand things like that (laughs) right right (laughs) like this means literally nothing to her (laughs) um I I it was refreshing to see Sean be like Sean goes into this like good boy mode usually when he's mm. so willing to be sober and you're needs so a place right. to stay. You're and so, so right. It, it was nice to see him be like genuinely happy. Yes. 
there seemed to be a piece about him i that is such a good point he does that because that's what jade wants like he's figured jade out right like oh. in the past he knew that all he had to do was like come back and cry to jade and be like i love you so much i want you to dominate me and she's like okay sub like i'll dominate you mm-hmm. like that's like what their dynamic is very much like and you're right like in the past he'd be like and i'm doing so great i'm going to the iop but like turns out he's not going to the iop and like he just like is really good at putting up a front and i really didn't get that vibe from him Okay, so the counselor comes in and he, I like, I liked what he had to say about Sean needing to say extra because he wasn't being honest for the first 45 days that he was there. Mm-hmm. I was like, good. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking in the back of my mind, like, okay, because you brought up a gate point of like, you know, these rehabs want you to say yes. it's in their interest, but like, yeah like how do you quantify okay the first did we really was it really 45 days was it 42 like how are we really quantifying this but I mean even he could admit like I wasn't being emotionally honest then that's a good point I always think about that when you see like Jack's scenes when he goes to therapy on Vanderpump Rules and like what what's the point (laughs) because he's just lying to you you know I mean we're watching it on the fucking Kardashians with Tristan who is sitting there going to therapy apparently multiple times a week while uh-huh. he has another girl pregnant uh-huh. <laughs> like I my thought on that is like not to go totally off topic but if he I'm like I'm not sure I believe that he's really going to therapy but if he really is like he's a full-blown sociopath like no it, if it's he, like <laughs> I hope you're not because that's yeah, honestly <laughs> like I genuinely hope that's all for play and he's never stepped foot in a therapist's office like, right <laughs> right but yeah, I thought the same thing. So it's like, on one hand, do they want him to say an extra 30 days because MTV is paying? He's a cash pay client, I'm sure. You know, like they're probably getting a nice amount of money out of MTV. I mean, I'm assuming MTV is paying. We don't, we don't know for sure. Right. But on the other hand, like Sean, you're right. Like he said himself, like I wasn't being emotionally honest at first and I wasn't doing what I needed to do. And I feel like I am now. And I think the fact that Sean wasn't, at least in the, the scene that we saw like protesting the 30 days I think also makes Sean look very good because you can't make somebody say rehab you could have been like no I'm leaving I don't care if I'm it's called AMA against medical advice like I don't care if I'm AMA I'm fucking leaving I did my days Jade would have absolutely let him come home no matter what like right that also like speaks highly for me because a lot of times it's like you'll agree to the extra days because you have nowhere else to fucking go right like right but Jake would let him come home I I mean based on what we saw I mean her panties were moist girl oh my god she (laughs) was so happy I you know what I was thinking I think that this is the first time in her life that anybody she knows genuinely is trying to change themselves Mm mm-hmm and it was so interesting because she really threw me for a loop because I really thought she was like not interested and I think like the way her fear and anxiety manifests itself is so interesting yeah because she seems angry but yeah like based on her conversation with uh Chow I was not getting all of that positive vibe from her yeah it's so she confuses me a lot um yeah she clearly has like no self-esteem and 
I think she is very, oh, my dog's going crazy, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that she very much is one of those people that's like, I don't believe there's anything better out there because this is like truly all that I know. And so I think like seeing Sean, first of all, he physically looks so much better, like fully. Mm -hmm. He looks so much better. I think seeing him and like, I think that was probably because they don't really get to talk on the phone, she said. And I would imagine being in person, it was like the first time that she was like, oh, this is real. Right. Yeah. I mean, what did she say? Like, it looks like he's got blood pumping through his yeah. Oh my right. God. I, th- I thought that was so interesting. <laughs> I mean, and she was right. He, he looked like the man had a tan. It looked like he had been ingesting a multivitamin at some point. Like, he looked great. It was, it, I was like, that's a really good way to describe it, actually. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it, Texas Sun looked good on him for sure. I, I will say, though, like when I heard Sean saying, like, this is the first time I've made friends, like, I'm going to have these friends for life. Like, you're not, mm-hmm. but it's okay. It's like good that you think that. Like, that's good. Yeah, like, connections it, are good. Yes, exactly. It's good to have that, like, summer camp feel. That's exactly. I mean, rehab is summer camp like times 10 because like not only is it summer camp, but then you like sit in therapy together and like tell all your deepest and darkest secrets. Like like it's very much summer camp that way. Um, So like I was happy to hear him say that, but I am still like, I don't think he should be going back to Indiana and living in Jade's house. I just, I, and I get it. He has a daughter, like he has to take care of his daughter. I, I'm really trying to keep that in mind. I just don't see him going back to Jade's as working out because I think that Sean is like a very broken, immature person. And I think as soon as he's back in that high pressure scenario of being a father and being a partner and like trying to find a job, like, I'm not sure if he'll be able to handle that. And I think if he gave himself like a year or even two years, And that's not fair to Jade, right? Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. defending that. Like, I recognize, like, that's not fair to Jade that Sean gets to just, like, fuck off for two years and, like, figure out how to be a person while she has to, like, fully raise their daughter. But at the same time, like, when you have a child with a drug addict that you knew was a drug addict, like, this is a consequence of that. Like, this is what's going to happen. It's why you don't have kids with active drug addicts, right? Yeah. Um, And this was a great example because I was feeling some type of way because initially, like, in the beginning of their scene this episode she was talking about how like you know it's been so hard this is what chloe's been like she's been climbing all over me all this stuff and i'm thinking i was a little bit of annoyed like annoyed with her of like Mm -hmm. okay like it's just necessary but then all he really said to her was how good she looked and didn't like thank her for what she was doing and i thought okay fair enough like you're really not getting what you need and also that specialist brought up a good point of like sean will regress when he goes back home and that's going to have to be something they deal with and i also wonder if jade is willing to consistently commit to the therapy that they're going to need together exactly like i don't think Jade is going to have any empathy for regression. And I'm not Mm -hmm. necessarily saying she should. That's why these situations are so complicated, right? Right. But, and I said this with Ashley and Barr, it's not fair to Jade, but if you're making the choice that this is going to be your partner, you're going to be doing unfair things because Mm -hmm. you're picking somebody that has 
an illness that they're actively trying to treat, which affects your whole family. And so like, if you want to be with them, like you're going to have to make sacrifices. And I don't, I cannot imagine Jade having like, she just doesn't have tolerance for like anything that even annoys her the tiniest bit. She has absolutely like no mood regulation. And I just don't see how that's going to work because he's going to piss her off because he's like, like when he doesn't come home and like immediately get a job and immediately help with Chloe perfectly. And I just don't see her being like, well, it's okay. He's regressing. Like, it's going to get better. Let's go to therapy together. Like you were saying, I also am curious about like Jade's drinking, Jade smoking weed. Does mm-hmm. Jade take pills? Like I've always been curious about that. Um, I'm not saying she does, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if her and Sean like drank a lot together, smoked a lot of weed together. And then Sean kind of went off the deep end. And I'm curious, like what changes she's going to make in her life, in her home, if she wants to have a partner that's in very early recovery living with her. Yeah. Because like, I mean, speaking as a therapist, like if I were a therapist, I would have told Jade, like, you need to consider getting into therapy now to prepare for Sean to come back. Mm-hmm. and like wrap your mind around all the changes that are going to happen um I yeah, so she's gonna need it I am a hundred percent positive with the last four days in this treatment center they pulled Sean into the office and we're like we've we've got a bed for you at a sober living home in Indianapolis mm-hmm. and he's yeah. gonna be like huh because they spring this on you last minute because they don't want you to be able to say no like it's all um, you know yeah. it's all and you don't have to go. Obviously, they can't make you do anything. Like you, when you're not there, they can't make you do anything. But before you leave treatment, you like meet with somebody in the office, and they give you like a a post treatment plan. They set up your IOP because the idea is like the day you get home from treatment, you'll have like your outpatient place to go to within 24 hours, right? Mm-hmm. Like you'll be checking in. It's almost like being on probation. Like they want you they don't want you to have to come home and like find all that, those resources yourself because you're not going to most likely. Um, and so like, I wouldn't be shocked if they present that to him. I still think that would be such a better option because then he could still parent Chloe and he could still be in like around, but I just, I'm just like imagining the first time, like Sean is being lazy and Jade is screaming at him. Yeah, because she does this thing that is like really annoying. And as a type B person, I can attest to this. Like she does this like light passive aggressive suggesting like, oh, maybe you should get a job. And like, you know, you don't want to do this or like, you don't want to feel this way or that way. And it's like, I don't, I'm not trying to hear that shit. Like she's trying to be good natured about it. But like nobody, when you're not in that mind space you're not that's like the last thing you want to hear you know yeah also she does this thing that I find infuriating it's like such a self-sabotage thing that she knows she cannot rely on these people and yet she puts herself in the position to be dependent on them and then when they don't follow through she flips the fuck out and it's like your mom never once in your life has shown up on time she's not showing up on time today and I think that it may have been like the first time she actually understood that when, um, what's her mom's name? Christy. Christy. Um, wasn't going to be going to jail. And she was like, oh, do you want to watch Chloe tomorrow? She's right. like, no, I don't. Like, 
<laughs> this isn't going to be a happy moment and you're not going to like you know it's again just the same manipulation that sean does of being like oh i'm going mm-hmm. to make myself available and a commodity so that you need me that's so true i think they all know i mean the addicts in her life that are very manipulative they all know that jade is like um like an access service love language person so they know like when they're trying to manipulate her and get in their good graces it's like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and jade is just like thank you so much like i love you this is what i want like this is what makes me happy this makes me feel loved yeah and then So she's willing to like put blind faith in these people that she should have zero faith in. And it always just blows up. And like, I can so clearly see that dynamic like happening with her and Sean. I also, I don't really know like how a couple that was together while one partner was in active addiction reshapes their entire relationship and all of the dynamics in their relationship when one person gets in recovery and the other person isn't going to therapy right it's i mean i guess we'll stay tuned for next season (laughs) god uh so yeah i mean i'm like i'm happy i'm like i'm watching this segment made me feel like genuinely happy for them and for sean especially um, can we talk about how Chow wants to be Kid Cudi? I'm not sure what you mean by that, but um, okay. Her it's the black scent and the, the like um, t-shirts, the band t-shirts, <laughs> and the ripped denim. She's into and, like the backpack wrap thing. Yeah, the pink Floyd yeah. jacket. Like, what what's happening here? Chow is she's not a great friend of to me. Like, she doesn't really do it for me. Um, I, but I think the problem is, is that like Jade is really only interesting to me when she's like flipping out on people. So <laughs> with her and Chow, I'm like snooze. I don't care. Like <laughs> a stable relationship. No, thank you. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I forgot to put in an ad break. So we'll be right back. Speaking of unstable people, we could go to anybody. (laughs) I'm just going to go down to my notes. Let's go to Leah next. Um, Once again, Leah has gotten herself a long distance boyfriend is upset that he does not live in her town. (laughs) (laughs) I have um, found that when I just refer to this show as Leah's hour of power, it's a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> Every week there's a subject. And this one is like how to tackle long-term relationships, long distance relationships. It, I, I just feel like when I watch this show and I'm supposed to be rooting for Leah and I'm like, what in her life, like even seems good. Like, <laughs> like her hair looks good I've gotten used to the brown and now I like it I realized yeah she looks cute she's discovered mustard as a color and I think that's a nice uh, palette for her she does look <laughs> so good in fall true. colors <laughs> she's found fall colors <laughs> <laughs> Leah's discovered she's an autumn yes oh. <laughs> so she lets us know that she's taking the real estate exam tomorrow and okay she says people she knows people that failed it six or seven times six or seven times like i have never taken a real estate exam i have no idea what's on a real estate exam but i can tell you one of my 
dumbest friends with Booksmart. Like I fucking love her, but I think she would agree with me that she's like bookwise one of my dumber friends. It sounds so mean, but like she has so <laughs> much street smart. She's so funny. She's like incredible in a million ways. She's just not that good at school, right? Yeah. She passed the real estate exam on the first try. So <laughs> Yeah, I've heard of people like maybe having to retake it once, but six or seven. When Leah said that, I was like, is that right? (laughs) I don't think that's right. Gosh, she's, she's, she's down for an activity and we can't take that away from her. You know how I know that it can't be that hard because I know so many people who take the exam and get their license and pretend to do real estate for like 18 minutes and then they're like yeah I don't really want to do this yeah it it wasn't that much of an investment yeah and if that test was harder they would have tried for a lot longer to be a real estate agent you know like yeah like if this was a bar exam type difficulty they would be trying for longer they'd be like well I studied for the bar or I studied for this real estate license exam for months like I at least have to give a year to this yeah you'd be a Shane Simpson exactly Like I truly, there are so many people that get their real estate license that never do anything with anything it, including with it, my yeah. friend that yeah. got passed it. She's not working real estate. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> oh Lord. She's really going through it. The poor thing. Uh, Victoria comes over and I saw him laughing at Leah being like, well, like what's the difference of living in Georgia and living in West of Virginia? Oh my God. Morgantown. And when Jalen goes, um, about eight hours. <laughs> like, but I don't get it. He's like, well, it'll be two hours away. She's like, well, we won't be able to do anything. Like, yeah, you, you definitely can, Leah. Like this is totally a feasible, a much more feasible thing than you being eight hours away from him. Like two hours comparatively is going to feel like nothing, girl. You'll be yeah. fine. Two hours is we can see each other every week, no matter what distance yeah. I mean okay so that my shore is two hours and 15 minutes away from where I live so I kind of judge everything in shore length like because my whole life I've grown up like going back and forth like sometimes in same day trips like it's not it's annoying to go back and forth sometimes and like it's annoying to be in the car but it's not it's feasible you can, you can go to and from in one day pretty yeah. easily yeah for sure um, but so Leah kind of like is talking about it in the with when her sister comes over and I realized why Leah thinks this like what's the difference because she's talking about how her and Jalen make time to see each other and she literally corrects herself she's like well we like make time to like see each other every weekend well he like comes up when he can and I'm like yeah because you don't go visit him <laughs> right <laughs> like we know which way this is going like you're not taking <laughs> You and the girls aren't kicking it down to Atlanta every weekend. Like, we know that girl. Yeah, that's what, like, that made me laugh because I was like, that's why she's so, like, acting like this two hours is still such a significant difference. And I get it. Leah wants to live with him. Like, there is a difference between living in the same town and living two hours away. I'm not saying there's not, but, like, that's truly spoken, like, the words of somebody who doesn't also make the commute. Because if they were switching off who visited each other, she'd be fucking thrilled to go from eight hours to two hours (laughs) exactly it doesn't matter because he's still going to be there the same amount of time to her exactly Um, (laughs) so what was I going to say I I forgot go ahead I want to hear your thoughts on Jalen because I don't know if we've like talked about them on air I mean he is obviously the Corey Gamble to her Kris Jenner there's no (laughs) doubt about that the the hip ratio alone reveals that to be true um 
He, I he those pictures of him with that <laughs> that woman's jacket on. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was giving Barbara Streisand goes to the Hamptons. Literally Nancy giving... Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Something's gotta give. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah he is so interesting to me because you know that I just really looked at his social media like a couple weeks ago and I found it very upsetting (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's very tough I I am very judgmental of a guy who doesn't post other people on his social media like just his girlfriend like even if you go like if I like I quickly scrolled past like pre his relationship with Leah and the only other people that he posts pictures with are like you know blue checked people that he may have seen at some sort of men's brunch event Um, like things like that like do you have friends what it is to me and I I know I need to unpack what I'm about to say but this is my honest truth I find a man trying to be an influencer extremely unsettling. This is a yes. woman's only business. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> this is for girls. This is for girls only. Really? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, on, like, honestly, and when I see a man doing it without, like, I know there's, like, men workout influencers, but when they're just doing, like, basic lifestyle influencing, I'm like, right. this is weird because I don't. I, and I think the reason is, is because men don't look to other men in that way, usually. Right. There's um, not really a market for that. Like, why do I need to see your exposed ankles in a Chelsea boot? Like, and you're in some sort of tailored suit that you got. Like, why do I need to see you posing outside of brunch, um, next to some statue, um, <laughs> next to like, not your car, not your um, car, never <laughs> your car. Never your car. It's like it's Rock Nation brunch, man, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Yes, and like it's not that I don't like a man that makes money on Instagram or that is an Instagram influencer. It's it's not saying that, but like lifestyle exclusively lifestyle influencing for a man is just weird. It's, it's just weird. weird. Um, the fact also like okay, I find few things in life as upsetting as someone that's trying to be an influencer and has 400 followers and gets 22 likes. Like I, like there's a level of desperation and like unorganicness to that, that like I find fully, it sets my secondhand embarrassment meter off so badly. The the, like fake it till you make it influencer. Yes. Yeah. Like the way that you become an influencer is you're either like super, super hot and you like manage to get a bunch of followers or you happen to like get a following based on like your natural content that you're posting. And like when you're, I see so many people that are like trying to be influencers and like pass themselves off as influencers, but are clearly not in a way that I find, I think what it is, it's like, (laughs) <laughs> so fucking mean it's like I'm being exposed to their failure in a way that feels uncomfortable to me yeah it's like we don't you don't have to tell this lie because I know the truth and like we don't have to do this like we can just tell the truth I'm totally with you it's like why do I need to see you talk about like uh rise and grind muscle emoji but I know that you work at pet boys you know yeah there's something about it that's so ugh. um and Jalen's but I like I've said a million times like if the worst thing about Jalen is that he's like desperate to be famous 
then I don't think that's that bad, right? He has a job. He seems like a nice person. He, and if he just wants to be famous and he has used his good qualities to find a girl that will get him famous, then fine. Like it's not my, for me, but fine. But like, there's mm-hmm. something unsettling about how hard he goes on Instagram. <laughs> no, I, I fully, fully agree. Do you also love how they went from like, I'm afraid of love to I love you in three episodes? Yeah, well, Leah's guard's up, babe. Leah, her guard, it's up. Leah doesn't trust people. Leah never been in a relationship in her life. Leah famously does not let people in. I think I could run into Leah in a bar and we, like, I could get her crying about trauma within four minutes. Like when she's talking about like, which by the way, I've had multiple people tell me has happened with Tinsley Mortimer, Mortimer, I can't say her last name right now, but Tinsley from Real Housewives in New York. I've had multiple trauma dumped on people in Palm Beach have run into her she's been drunk because it's at nighttime Um, one of my friends saw her on New Year's at the breakers and she said they were in the bathroom crying about their dads being dead within about 10 minutes of having a drink Um, she gave her number to one of my friends randomly when she was already on the Real Housewives like (laughs) and was like let's be friends and I'm like you're too famous for that um my girl So she's like, I think Lee is very much like that. And you know, Tinsley would say that same shit where she's like, I just don't trust people. Like it's people who declare over and over again that they like won't let people in are always the opposite. Yeah. Like, and next thing I know, you're on an international trip a week and a half later. Like, what are we doing here? Also, I want to say like, if you only watch Jalen on TV, he comes across very well yeah he he seems like very attentive he's very um mild-mannered girls yeah just very chill kind of what we thought david was of janelle and david like in like the first episode like sure see i can never relate to that because the minute david popped up on her social media like the girls had like all of his arrest records oh did they (laughs) so like i've never gotten an experience like that with janelle or most of them but jalen yeah like he is just he seems so normal so normal on tv um i also would, i would like to know i just need to know more about his life like if he doesn't have friends if like we're hiding the family like what's going on here how so his mom into his family so his mom is like a really bad drug addict okay. um and like has an extensive arrest history which like the daily mail or whatever published which sucks like That's imagine good. imagine you're like fucking up in your life and your fucking kid starts dating a reality tv star so suddenly like your mug shots are being posted by the sun (laughs) and and vice versa like it's like damn maybe i could finally do something in the public sphere and like okay here's my mom right so he has a and he has a twin sister that i think leah has like met but i think that a hundred percent like he is her life and she like waves hello to people that he knows and see, I find that unsettling too. Like the way I felt about Bo with Stassi. Like, yes. Why do you want yes. to integrate yourself and fold into somebody's life so badly and so quickly? 
and, and so thoroughly. I'm not saying this about Jalen. He doesn't give me this vibe at all. I'm, but I'm saying as a general term that when a man is like so willing to like fully integrate himself into the life of a woman with children, it's a red flag. It like mm-hmm. sets off, it sets off like you need to be careful vibes. And I'm not saying that about Jalen because I, I really don't get vibes like that at all from no, Jalen, no, no, no. but I'm just saying in general, right? Like you, you need to be more careful, Leah. Like she She's, was letting yeah, him she, sleep over the house with the girls exactly. in the house very quickly. Yep, exactly. She, she definitely needs to be a lot more careful, especially the older those girls get. Yeah. Oy. Yeah. Um, this episode is basically just. Also, Victoria seems high as shit when she comes okay. over to Leah's I, house. I was wondering, because I picked up on that too, and I also picked up on Leah seeming uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. Victoria was fully slurring her words. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that Victoria and Leah used to use together. Yeah. Um, and so I don't I don't know what the deal is with Victoria. I don't know if maybe she's just like that, <laughs> honestly. Like, I I mean, there are times where she seems very lucid and then there are times where I'm like this, where I'm like, oh, okay, because I don't remember picking up on anything from the episode before that. She seems- yeah, when she came, remember when she came over, like all dressed up and looked really good? Like mm-hmm. she wasn't slurring her words then. Like she was slurring. Yeah. It yep. also, okay. like, I yeah, I agree. Like, and Leah did seem uncomfortable with that whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, God, imagine how fucking annoying that is. You like call your sister to come over to film and she shows up fucked up and you're like, now we have to deal with this. <laughs> like, really? Anyway, and, I, and I have to sit here and pretend like nothing's going on and like this is normal. Yeah. Um, there's also the next scene is Leah, like, it's the day of the real estate exam. She's trying to take Addy to school. <laughs> They're so late. Poor Leah. Like, I really felt for her in this moment. And a lot of yeah. people actually messaged me and said, Do you think Leah's high here? Because she seems really discombobulated, I guess mm-hmm. is how I would say it. Like on the way to school? Yeah. Um, I don't really think so. I think that um Leah gets overwhelmed very, very easily. And I think when yeah. she gets overwhelmed, like her mind is like firing at all cylinders and she can't focus on anything. And it like gives off a really like spacey vibe. Um, I think also people are triggered because we know that uh, when Leah was, you know, putting the yes. die on the baby's head, she was frequently late to school. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, I totally agree. And I mean, like her taking down the cameras, like I get why she took down the cameras, right? Like she just wants to like get on with this and it's fucking annoying. Like she wants to yell at Addie and tell her to shut the fuck up and she can't because the cameras right. are there. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it didn't seem like Jalen was picking up on the fact that like, maybe she didn't want to be on the phone right now. So she's trying to have a conversation with him and Addie's like trying to have her own conversation. It just seemed like a lot. Yeah. I also think here's the thing. I don't think Leah is like addicted to Xanax. I'm not saying that. I really don't think it to be true based on her life. I don't think that she has an active drug problem. I think Mm -hmm. that we would know if she did. Yeah. But there are high pressure times that I've noticed periodically through the last five-ish seasons in which she will suddenly seem very slurry, like a Mm -hmm. little, like a little slower to answer things. I can like, I, I swear to God, when it's happening, I can see Leah like calculating what she's going to say in her head. Like she's thinking yep. about every word. And I think that when Leah's feeling stressed, 
she maybe takes two Xanax. She should only yeah. take one. You know what I mean? That's like, I, so I, interesting. How have we not talked about this? Because I have, like, I've thought these exact same thoughts. Like, it's not, it, like, it's whatever. This is me being such a drug addict that I'm like, take two Xanax. Who cares? Like, anytime <laughs> my friend is like flipped out and they're like, I already took it to Xanax and can't, I can't come down. I'm like, take another one. So what? Take two more. <laughs> like, what's the big deal? <laughs> Uh, yeah that that was interesting um <laughs> I've noticed it at Allie's doctor's appointments are times that I've really noticed it she just yeah. will appear or maybe she's only even taking one Xanax and it just like really hits her and like that's fine if she's taking as prescribed it just isn't always great looking on television I agreed and it, it yeah it's she and Oreo have those kinds of voices like Dorinda where it just doesn't take much, you know? <laughs> it just takes like just whisk just Wait. whiff a whiff of alcohol and it you're you sound wasted. You know what I was thinking about the other day when <laughs> and this does not get talked about nearly enough, almost at all. And I think about it regularly. When Dorinda apparently drunk as a skunk, drove herself to Vermont and showed up and said she forgot her luggage. <laughs> I just watched that season a couple uh months ago and yeah they're like how the hell did you get all the way over here and you forgot all of your luggage she's like let me John I would spend that John's house and then I just forgot I don't know like I remember oh, one of my maybe it was Jesse was watching them that she was like do you think maybe she has like dementia setting in like because like that I could see that but I was like I think she's drunk oh god like She's I think like she... Carol, the movie, not Radswell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I truly think that girl, that lady, Dorinda's not like a little girl, uh, Dorinda like drove drunk from New York to Vermont. Like she didn't even know. And it's not like she had a moment like already halfway there being like, fuck, I forgot something. I'm not turning around. It was right. like she showed up and she's like, Oh, where's my luggage? Like opened the trunk and was like, oh shit. <laughs> And then she goes, oh, the Uber driver is going to have to go back and get it. Basically, I remember somebody being like, well, what are you going to do? And she's like, the, the Uber driver is going to get it. Basically being like, a production assistant's going to go get it. Shut up. Right. <laughs> you know what's happening, girl. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, Leah doesn't end up being able to take her test because there was an issue at the testing center. And as far as I know, Leah has still not taken her test. <laughs> Well, okay, so when I showed you that um, post about him buying the house... Because I thought she did, and then somebody looked it up online and said she's not a licensed real estate agent in West Virginia. Okay, well, fuck that. Yeah, I re- like I assumed she did because she'd been talking about taking the test, and then he said, congrats on the sale of your first home. Right. It seemed like a logical... Co- and somebody like commented on my Instagram or something, was like, oh, I think she's a real estate agent now. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense, but she's not <laughs> maybe she just sold her house yeah no, I, I guess she, maybe. oh god okay i, I guess <laughs> um oh the one other thing i wanted to say was victoria when she was fucked up over leah's house described when you're gonna be a good real estate agent you know why mm-hmm. because <laughs> what did she say specifically you're good at shopping and then selling. You're right. a shop and sell type of person. Yeah, like what the hell is a shop? And Leah sell, didn't girl? know either. Leah was like, "What?" Well, that's no surprise, but I didn't know. You and could that's tell Leah I was like, 
what the fuck is she talking about? Like very clearly that reaction that you have when you're like out with your friend, that's a little too drunk. And you know, if you ask them to follow up, they like will not be able to. So you just don't. Um, (laughs) That was very clearly like, first of all, a shop and a set. She goes, you can help people shop and then sell. And it'll be so good for you. And first of all, what? Yeah. (laughs) And I guess she means like Leah likes to buy things. So buying houses for her clients will be good. I don't know. The idea that Leah is a salesperson makes me want to fling myself out this window. Like what planet (laughs) are they living on? Not mine. Planet Oreo. I don't know. Like, yeah, that was what the fuck is a shop and sell girl. Also, Leah goes, and you know, I'm going to be able to like help people buy homes that thought they would like never be able to. I'm like, what? Are you going to give them loans? Like, what do you mean? Right. Are you you just going to work for HUD? Like, what do you mean? (laughs) Like, that's not really what a real estate agent does. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus, help her. Help us all, Leah. All right. Let's talk about Kale next to how is having like a weird moment in which last episode she told us at least three times how her and Javi have the exact same parenting style and they get along the best because they have the same parenting style mm-hmm. and then in this episode it was all about how they have completely opposite parenting styles and they've never agreed on parenting she they're so sometimey with each other like you just have to laugh at this point because I know for a fact that Javi walked into that baby mama no drama trailer with that shit-eating grin like he always does and I know that he he called her a see you next Tuesday to somebody in the in his chat like 20 minutes before that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. so wild with each other it's so funny to me uh at the very beginning there's a really funny scene where Kale's like where should we get lunch and Lux screams Starbucks oh my god and Kale's like you are so silly like where did you come from and he goes from your vagina (laughs) (laughs) honestly first of all good for kale like good for kale that her kid knows that he came from her vagina and good for lux for being able to lob it right back that's humor baby yeah lux is funny get him to upright citizens brigade truly his timing but i was actually i was like oh good kale like is teaching her kids that babies are born through vaginas and using the word vagina yeah especially with three boys four well the, oh, the oh little <laughs> um so they go to football and she's like it's just so crazy being so involved with the team and i'm like okay <laughs> i don't know when parents talk about like this is me not not getting one aspect of parenting that i'm sure i would get more if i was involved in it um, and also it's like totally colored by the way that my parents were with my extracurriculars. Mm. Like, I'm like, it feels like you want to be doing this. And like, he's yeah. so involved in this stuff because that's what you want from him. And like, yes. it seems like more of a commitment from you. And like, I don't really get why you're being like, oh, it's so crazy. And I'm like, how crazy could it be? Right. She creates her own chaos. Um, and it's, yeah this like sports mom as a personality trait is just so like to me and like the fact that she and Javi are doing this back and forth sports daddy sports mommy thing with each other it's just like gosh I mean (laughs) first of all it's like you guys are too old for that or too young for that like 
this is like 50 something behavior. Yes. Not like 20 something. I think it's only 29. Yeah. Come on. Oh gosh. Uh, Kale goes and shows off her new build, which fine. It looks nice. Good for her. I like people get so mad about that house and the fact that she moved. And so I truly like out of the things I don't care about with Kale, it's her moving in her houses. Like, I'm like, okay, good for her. Like, I truly do not care. I'm with you. (laughs) People are so fucking mad about that move to Middleton and the move back. And I, like, I've always said, the move to Middleton was bad. The move back to Dover was the course correction. She actually did the right thing with that. Like, right. Like, and if yeah, she wants I mean, to build this, for Chris was dumb bitch behavior. Definitely. Yeah. If she wants to build this big house, which it's not like a crazy big house, right? Like it's a 4,000 square foot bigger than anything I'll ever own in my life, but it's like a typical suburban McMansion. Yeah. Um, and it looks nice, like good for her. So she lets us know co-parenting with Javi is a roller coaster because Javi and her are having a difference and she's not really doesn't articulate this till later in the episode but basically the issue is is that Kale is trying to do this thing that she saw on TikTok I know she did because I've seen the same fucking TikToks as her I know it two weeks ago she was talking about gentle parenting and now she's talking about natural consequence parenting Kale and I have the same algorithm I guess because like (laughs) I a hundred percent for sure know that she got this from TikTok And I agree, like, I don't disagree with it. I don't think it's like a bad parenting uh, mentality. I just know that's where it's coming from. Um, So it's called natural consequences, which is like, once your child is old enough with, which Lincoln is eight, right? So he is old enough. You stop like doing things for your kid because they learn through mistakes, like how to correct their behavior. And the way that this is manifesting between her and Javi is that Lincoln is coming to football practices without a sweatshirt on. And it's like November and it's 50 degrees and he needs to have a sweatshirt or a jacket on. And Javi is fucking mad about it and rude about it. Javi like comes over, throws a sweatshirt at Kale and is like, put this on your son. Like he always does that shit, like your son type of shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And like Kale, what Kale is saying is that she reminds Lincoln multiple times. She says, Lincoln, we're leaving now, get your jacket. And that if Lincoln doesn't want to wear it, then he'll suffer the consequence of being cold. And you let them do it unless it's like truly dangerous behavior. Um, and I don't think it's like a, I like, I get the point of it, right? Like you're teaching your kid that like, they are allowed to make their own choices, but that they also have consequences to their behavior. Right. And he tried to bring up, Javi tried to bring up the point of like, oh, well, you don't do that for Lux. And she's like, well, yeah, cause he's four. Like yeah. he's too I young actually, for that. Yeah. I actually thought Kale like expressed herself well in explaining this. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, and Kale is, it's so weird because she's like, <clears throat> on one hand, she'll be like, Javi is so good with Lincoln because he's like so committed to sports and he cares so much about follow through. But then on the other hand, she's like, Javi doesn't want Lincoln to do anything on his own. I don't know. It nothing ever jives. It's if they're fucking or not, or if they're like flirting or not. Yeah. So clear. Yeah. And it's, yeah, she talks out of both sides of her mouth because like she then talks about how Javi's mom still does the dishes and his laundry. So like, what does he know? yes like he should be one to talk about responsibilities when he doesn't even take care of his own which and um is yeah. not and like I get what she's saying there right like yeah it makes total sense she's like why would Javi practice natural consequences when that's not what his parents did 
And, and another point was like, if you want him to wear the jacket so bad, if he if he needs it so bad, then bring one yourself. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I do, I do, because I know his mother isn't bringing it for him. And she's okay, like, okay, okay. <laughs> great. Uh, and I mean, of- I get it. Like, Kale is tired of fucking fighting with Lincoln to put on a jacket, so she's saying fine. Um, how many minutes do you think after the scene did they go to the Wawa parking lot to fuck? Um, very shortly because they were doing their like bickering and getting horny for each other thing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you can tell the difference, right? There's like yeah. Kale and Javi fight, like, There's and they are not life. fucking after, like, they fight. Yeah. You can always tell the difference by the way that Kale is talking. Because I think Javi rarely, I think Kale sets the tone, right? Like if they're having sex or not, I think it's like almost entirely dependent on Kale would be my guess. Or Javi when he gets in like a very new relationship and isn't cheating for 11 days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in general, I think that it's like kind of Kale's decision, like where they are sexually in their relationship. And this was absolutely like watching them do foreplay. Yes. Like yes. he was coming in as the like contrite. I'm going to be nice to you. Mm. You know how I know right off the bat that I know that it's going to be like the foreplay fighting. Cause as soon as he came in, she goes, I was just talking shit about you with a huge smile on her face. You know how I know? Because the way he walked in, you could tell he did an extra squirt of Axe body spray near his crotch. <laughs> I know yeah. that one. Like we've seen their real fights where they're not fucking after. <laughs> like, yeah. This could have really been, they could have charged for this on OnlyFans. Yeah, honestly. And <laughs> Kale's like, well, I had to go to therapy twice this week and I wasted a whole oh my God. session on you. That really made me scream. Like her on that phone was like friend number 75 about how she does. I go to therapy twice a week and I don't want to waste my sessions on a hobby. Then who the hell else are you going to talk about? That was that was my thought too. I'm like, so who do you talk about then? (laughs) (laughs) What would be a a better use of your time? Because that feels like a good one. Yeah. Um, so they, I, Javi is such an asshole too. Cause she goes, I'm talking to my therapist about this. And Javi goes, what did she say? And Kale goes, well, Kale's so, they're both so fucking annoying. I hate them both. Cause (laughs) Javi goes, well, cause Kale literally asks him essentially to ask her what the therapist said, right? Like he walks in, she's like, I'm talking shit on you. And then she's like, well, I was telling her that I had to like spend an entire therapy session on you. So obviously you want him to ask what you talked about. Why else would you right. fucking bring up therapy? Right. And so he goes, well, what did you talk about? And Kale goes, that's none of your business. <laughs> she's, she's so stupid. And Javi goes, well, I'm, sh- I'm sure she's just on your side. And Kale like acts all exasperated. Like there is no side to be on. It's like, well, how would Javi know that, Kalen? <laughs> right. You want to be so precious with all this information. And then, like I said, she actually explains like the parenting thing pretty well, like that they, the natural consequence things pretty well. And she kind of seems to accept that like, this isn't like really a, a true fight worth having. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and that she's not going to change Javi's mind on it, but yeah, this is so foreplay fighting for the two of them. Definitely. Definitely. Did you notice her kill necklace? Has she worn that before? Yeah, that's her thing. Um, I okay so let's talk about this this is a big thing that gets brought up a lot on the internet so she has the necklace that says kill which is kale isaac lincoln lux then creed was born so people are like well what are you gonna get on it right so then she added an r 
for Romello, which is his Creed's middle name. And people get really fucking mad about this because Kale does this thing where she'll, she did it with Lux for a while too. And Lincoln actually, where she calls the kids by their middle names occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and also she'll call Creed Mella, which makes them even more mad because it's a nickname for the middle name. Right. Uh, people are convinced that she only calls him Romello so that she can have killer on her necklace, which I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe she's calling her podcast network killer podcasts. It does work better than Kilk. Like, like I see what better, she's yeah. going for. It just people, this is okay. So Kale's moving, and then the nicknames she calls her kids are the like bottom of the barrel, me no care beyond. No, like truly Kale. take a lap. Go like, get some air. Like I said, she did it with Lincoln. She did it with lux and now she's doing it with creed like who cares she likes the name romello and she likes calling him mellow and she likes calling him and she likes killer on her necklace and all people are like that little baby is going to be so confused it's so selfish oh, of her it's <laughs> so selfish of her to call him romello because she wants to have killer on her necklace and i'm like why okay okay shut up i think the reason I have such a hard time understanding why people are mad at it because I go by a nickname, right? Like, right. and I fully react to both names and the idea that, it, I mean, I actually though have seen like TikToks of uh, kindergarten teachers saying that they have kids come to school that don't know their name because their mm-hmm. family like calls them a totally different name. And that probably, you should probably make sure your kid knows their full name. If you're going right. like, to register them in school as their full name, but like, there's never been an issue in my life being called Liz or Elizabeth, right? Like no. never, ever. Um, and so I just think it's so funny that people get so mad about it. And I will say, I, I think killer is actually one of like the cuter things that Kale does out of all the very uncute things she does that try that's trying to be cute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is top of the heap. It could be worse. Like, and it has been. <laughs> Kale in the chaos is awful. Like Kale's always trying to like brand herself in very bizarre ways. And I think Killer is a cute one. <laughs> it, yeah, it's very like punk. Like, why does she want us to think she's such a badass? Yeah, I don't know. Also, by the way, Kale's selling merch that's like Team Kale. Um, I like if, on it, it will be like, I like to start shit. Like, I can't remember exactly what they were, but they were so silly and I'm like who is buying this but I think Kale has a lot of real fans (laughs) and it's wild to say but I really think she does from her podcasts but even still like for a teen mom to think that they can have like a slogan and put it on a t-shirt like that's a bridge too far baby it I absolutely agree I absolutely (laughs) agree all right let's talk about Kale's enemy Brianna who it's such a little baby bitch. <laughs> okay, that's not where I thought you were going. That sometimes <laughs> drives me insane, which is what happens in this episode because she decides that she needs to do something about Lewis. And I'm like, every day, every day we're doing something about Lewis. Like, right. But like, we're always doing something about Lewis. Why am I supposed to act surprised right now that you're going to do something? And she decides that she wants to text Lewis's mom. Okay, fine. Lewis's mom only speaks Spanish, so she goes to Shirley. She has Shirley, like, write out a text. Also fine. Probably is the smart way to do it, right? Like, yeah. 
so she sends the text right away. Brie, uh, the mom texts back and then his dad calls her and she doesn't pick up the phone. She goes, I'm not ready for that. Then why the fuck did you send the text? We had to watch this whole scene of you bribing Shirley with some egg bites from Starbucks. And like, how did you not, I mean, I can understand being like, oh damn, I didn't expect to have this conversation so quickly, but I mean. You gotta pick up the phone. You fucking started it. Right. You right. started it. So this is what the text said, basically. Um, first it said, this is Brianna, Stella's mom, which is a really sad way to have to text so sad. child's grandmother. Oh, I mean, should we preface this by, like, Luz acting like he's afraid of the cameras now and being like, oh, I, don't, I can't go to Stella's heart surgery or her appointment because of the cameras. That is truly the most nonsensical thing in the world um also like brie is so similar to jade in this way right where she is like asking people to do things that she knows they cannot do and then getting upset with them when Mm. they don't do them um lewis was never coming to that appointment bitch he's never been to a doctor's appointment in her fucking life including her fucking birth like there would have been no reason for her to expect that at all also like how does it make Bree's life any easier to have him there at the doctor's appointment I understand her thing where she's like I want Stella to have her dad but like why the doctor's appointment like why is that it just doesn't make any sense it's like she randomly will randomly be like Lewis needs to be more involved after like not talking to him for six months and then like flip out that he's not involved it's like babe he's never been involved right and she said the last time she saw him was when he came for school the first day of school which was three to four months ago um yeah i you're right it's you're putting like undue disappointment on yourself when you already know what it is girl yes um so she texts his mom i'm very upset with your son and your family girl like that's how you're gonna start a text message right hey uh lewis knew about Good afternoon thank you uh, Stella had to go to the doctor. Lewis knew about it and didn't show up because he didn't want to film. I'm, and then she decides to add this. I'm very disappointed with you guys that you don't know anything about her. Girl, right. what, like, spe- space it out, first of all. It was, it was just the time. Right. <laughs> and, Hello. Um, but yeah, she knew what it, she was doing because Shirley goes, how do you think she'll feel? And Brie goes, or no, no, <laughs> Brie asked Shirley, how do you think she'll feel? And Shirley goes, well, she'll be offended. <laughs> right. I mean, like, truly what, do, you're right. Like, space it out. I understand that she's pissed and she's definitely feeling some type of way. However, you don't talk to these people ever. And the first real communication you have is like, your son's a fuck up. And so are you. You start so, on the not shit son, right? Like you start yeah. on that. And then if you genuinely want them to be involved, and once again, Bree's not wrong when she says this isn't really her job. Bree is kind of the queen of being like, I desperately want this to happen. And I'm like going to verbalize over and over and over again that I want it to happen. But I refuse to be the person that makes it happen mm-hmm. in a way that I'm like, life's not fair, Bree. If you want this to happen, you need to put the effort into it. And then if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, right? So I, I totally understand. Like, it's wild to think that like Lewis's parents have a grandbaby that they truly do not know like that's 
incomprehensible to me in many ways, right? Like I, I felt the same way about Devoin's parents, like not knowing Nova for the first seven years of her life. Like I cannot imagine my child having a baby and just being like, not asking to see that baby. Right. Like even around my son, like fuck Lewis. I don't care about Lewis. Can we come over and see the baby? And I know that's what Brie wants them to do, but they're not doing it. So if you want them to be involved, like you're going to have to invite them. You can't just yell at them. Right. And, and I can totally understand her frustration because they were really playing in her face and being like, I mean, the stuff about Lewis is expected. I'm sure Lewis is telling them whatever. And they're just like choosing to believe it because that's the easiest thing. Well, that's what she wrote back like right away. Brie like truly was Carrie in Sex in the City when um, Aiden I am her for the first time and she yeah. like dropped onto this floor and was like can he see me, can you see me? Yeah. like that was Brie getting a text message back she was like oh I wasn't really expecting a response <laughs> right but it's it's a totally other thing for them to be like we're so surprised um that he's like like how could you be surprised you never see the child yeah so how can you believe your son when he's saying oh I'm seeing my kid well if he was at present then he would be around then she would have been around them so I think what Lewis is doing and they're also choosing to accept it because once again they could just get Bree's number themselves right like if they wanted to get Bree's number they can figure out how to get Bree's number what I guess Lewis is doing is that he's telling his parents that he calls Bree and she ignores him and like won't let him see Stella right which is like such a not shit deadbeat dad bullshit to do and if your kid is telling you that being like so let me call her let me call her right and like and what are is that all you can do like or is this really all the effort that you make like come on and like it's not like this is his only child you know exactly (laughs) I'm curious um I think the other daughter lives in New York York, yeah and I would imagine his parents lived in New York Mm, yeah would be my guess and I I wonder if maybe they're in the other granddaughter's life because they're local and I mean, I guess maybe it's more like if they're in New York and Bree's in Florida, it's more of like an out of state, out of mind kind of thing. I, like, yeah. has Bree ever even met these people in person? Has Stella ever met them? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm dead serious. Question. I I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. Um. So as we said, her dad, his dad calls back, and she's like, "Well, I'm not ready for it." Okay, girl. So she decides later that she's gonna call him back and she basically just like sobs on the phone, being like, You are a piece of shit, like you are bad grandparents. <laughs> right. I mean, she really let all of that shit out, and I was surprised I was. Yeah. I <sighs> what I would just... you do if your friend was like, I need you to come over for moral support while I like call my baby daddy's parents and rip them a new one i'd probably do it because i do like to hear that type of stuff (laughs) and then we could talk shit after that's actually something i would do like i am that person that would be like yeah "Yeah, put me on three-way like let's go (laughs) i want to hear record it so that like we can listen back (laughs) right okay fair enough if my friends asked me to do that i would do it but i don't think it's a normal behavior no it's not a normal behavior especially (laughs) like a grown-up that's like 18 year old shit yeah yeah i just brie is so i mean once again kind of similar to jade she's so emotionally unregulated that Mm -hmm. like what she's trying she's like firing on all cylinders here and like you need to go for one thing at a time, right? Like 
if you want them to get Lewis more involved, then focus on that. But if you are going to accept, because she even says, she's like, I don't have a problem with Lewis. The problem is he doesn't want a parent. I'm like, that's a problem, babe. Like, what the no, fuck are you talking about? I, like, my, I have zero problem with him. My only problem is that he doesn't want to be a parent. Like, baby, that is the only problem. <laughs> I, I, I do not weird. know. Which I think she was trying to say, like, personally, like, we right. don't have, like, interpersonal issues, which is. But, but you but, do. Because he's not being a good father. And I like, I, I, I guess what she's trying to say is like, it's not like Lewis and I fight. Like we don't have drama between us. Like it's not, uh, like he's abusive. So I'm keeping him away. Like, it's not that type of thing. I think is what she's trying to say, but it's not fair. Well, and it's also like, even if it's not like you don't think that like you guys have a problem, you do still have a problem clearly have a problem but (laughs) because him being a bad father reflects on y'all's relationship yeah and if brie so if brie wants the focus of this to be lewis then talk about lewis if brie wants to establish a relationship with the grandparents then focus on that like and don't come at them and once again for a millionth time it's not fair brie shouldn't have to do that she's right but if this is something she really wants she should call up Sal's grandparents and be like, I want us to make an effort to get to know one another. And I'm sad that we haven't. And I, it's really important to me that you are in Sal's life. I thought Lewis would be facilitating this. He's not. How do we make this work? And then if they don't make it work, fuck them, right? Like, and right. honestly, even kind of fuck them for this. But at least Brie can always say she tried. This like, fuck Lewis, Lewis is a liar and I'm a problem with Lewis. You're a bad grandparent. I can't wrap your mind around why you're not here while she's sobbing. Like it just, it's not the way to handle this. It, yeah, it, it's not the way it's, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, even though they should be handling this or they should have been present in her life, like you do have to handle this as a separate situation and be like a little softer to them than maybe you even want to be. Yeah, it's like, there's so many things in this world that and I kind of think in a lot of ways this is a lot a lost art <laughs> where we're becoming like a very much like fuck it do you you know what I mean like you never have to think about anybody else's feelings but like there are times where if you maybe this is me being a manipulator but if you want <laughs> things like you have to like humble yourself and eat shit yeah. a little bit yeah yeah I mean that's just how the world works like if you want Lewis's parents to be involved you don't call them up and be like, why the fuck haven't you been coming around? Right. <laughs> yeah, like, this is not, like, the situation with Devon where, like, his mom's, like, coming up on Thanksgiving and sitting in the car and being weird. Like, that's right. just, now you can be shady to her because that's the bullshit. But, like, this is a different situation. Yeah, I also think Devon's mom was, like, if I remember correctly, like, her and Brie, like, when... Uh, Nova was first born like it was really bad between them yeah, yeah um but like it it seems like these are strangers to her Lewis's right. parents it, so exactly. so Stella's four she's still very little she's still young enough that she can have a really meaningful relationship with them and if right. you want that to happen then you call and you ask nicely and you set up the time and you make the effort once right you make exactly. that first effort one time and if they don't reciprocate it shame on them when Stella asks about it you can be like Stella I called them like I took you to New York don't you remember going to meet them and like show mm-hmm. her the pictures and then yeah. she, she'll know the truth right like when she's old enough it'll be hurtful but she'll know the truth and like I just I don't 
I don't get how Brie doesn't really see this. I think it's what Roxanne is always trying to like instill in her, but Roxanne does it in like a crazy way that like Brie can't really understand that that's what Roxanne's trying to do. I mean, Brie has a hard time relating to other people. That's very clear. So I guess this is not really that surprising yeah, to me. Yeah, I think Brie has like some neurodivergency going on. She, I mean... The way she handles emotion is just very interesting to me. Like to see her vacillate from crying on the phone to like completely shutting down and her friends trying to hug her and be like, Mm -hmm. you're really strong. Like you need to take some, like, you know, like pat yourself on the back for, for doing all this. Cause I don't think you're really taking in like how much effort you're putting in Mm -hmm. just the way she completely emotionally shut down was so like. How did, how did she, how does she do that? Yeah, she does it with, like, boyfriends, too. Like, when she's tired of them, she never wants to see them again. She has no feelings towards them. Like, she, yeah, she doesn't regulate her emotions in a, to me, what looks like a neurotypical way. Like, I, I'm not saying, like, she's autistic. Like, I don't mean that. But, like, she clearly has, the way her brain processes emotions, I think, is maybe different than the typical person. Right. I think that's fair. Um, and I say that as a neurodivergent person, like <laughs> this is like, it takes one to know one type of situation, sure. you know, like, um, okay. Let's talk about finishing up with Ashley who Holly remains the cutest, smartest baby I've ever seen in my life. Oh, God, like I can't even take how cute she is. <laughs> oh wait, but first we have to start because <laughs> they're sitting on the couch talking about the fact that their landlord is selling their house. And they have to move and bars kind of like twitching. And Ashley goes, stop moving around so much. You're making me nervous. And he goes, why? And she goes, I don't know. You're giving me Whitney and Bobby vibes. <laughs> I'm like, so you're accusing him of smoking crack? Right. <laughs> like, sir, <laughs> ma'am. Oh, Lord. They're, I, I want to. I wanna they kind be- of are Whitney and Bobby in some ways. They, they kind of are. <laughs> right like they're very funny together they laugh a lot but like the bad is so bad yeah it's real bad and I really felt a lot of empathy for Barr when he was talking about was this last last episode he was talking about like how frustrated he is with how long the system's taking yeah like I'm really trying and I'm frustrated because I just want to like do my time and it's Mm -hmm. not like I (laughs) killed somebody like I just want to get this process over with um you know, I root for Barr. I do. And I understand I do. why I can't. does because he's so like earnest when he is. It's he's so, so earnest. He has a little, he has a very like soft and feminine face mm-hmm. um, that makes it like really easy to like look at him as a little victim. It's, like perfectly um, round. It, yeah. We also, we know his mother and like, <laughs> I, I just, I always say like he was dealt like the worst hand in life. Shannon is, is his mother and it seems yeah. like all of the male figures in his life according to him are like dead or in jail because of like gang violence like that yeah. that seems to be his life and that fucking sucks yeah I mean it's hard to see like if you're in a shitty circumstance everybody's a victim to like their bad circumstances but it just feels more like damn if Barr had just been dealt a better hand yes it, it, it just sucks yeah um, so they're talking about how Barr got a job at a cannabis club, to which I said, okay, <laughs> I'm 
Sure. Um, I truly believe that not everybody has to be abstinent and that there are plenty of people that stop doing drugs and drinking and recreationally smoke weed and it's fine. I'm not sure for Barr in this um, turbulent time in his life in regards to substance abuse, working at a cannabis club is the best option for him. I'm surprised that they were even allowing him to do, because is this part of his like work release or is this an mm-hmm. actual job? I think this is an actual job. Okay. I was kind of surprised with his record because I thought they had to be right. like real strict on like who's allowed to work there because they're like so strict with the licenses. Yeah, even even if this was not like part of his work release, I would be surprised that they would yeah, allow somebody who has offenses based on like substance abuse to like yeah and i know ashley bar smoke weed and i'm not i don't really give a fuck about that like it's legal and like i truly don't care about that but i feel like for bar specifically at where he is in his life it seems like a curious choice to me (laughs) agreed i agreed so then bar starts talking about the fact that it's like very covid safe and this is like what i really wanted to talk about when we recorded Mm -hmm. um because then they talk about the fact that they're considering getting vaccinated um i want to be clear this seems to be filmed in like december 21 so just for i think that the timeline context is important right um Mm -hmm. so it's like way past when most people got vaccinated for the first time like past actually when most people got their boosters right fine whatever i'm not it I don't mean it that way, but I mean it in regards to like how we're not seeing anybody else talk about vaccines. Um, I would imagine yeah. the ones that did get vaccinated are already vaccinated by the time this season even starts filming. I was surprised that given they're in California that they weren't required to get vaccinated as like filming. Yeah, uh, that's you know? true. Yeah. Well, I guess because it's non-union. I think yeah, a I lot of so. the COVID regulations are union-based. Mm, yeah that was surprising to me but do you want to talk about holly first yeah Um, let's talk about holly first because holly is the cutest little baby they're talking about the fact that she has to move and ashley's like are you going to be okay we're going to a new house you have to go to a new school and she's like gymnastics (laughs) (laughs) does she ask about her cat too yeah (laughs) Yeah, because ashley's like yeah you're going to be able to do gymnastics i just want you to know that we're like going to live here now and holly said um but I'll miss my cat. (laughs) (laughs) She's so such a little cutie. And like, I I loved Ashley, like explaining to her, Hey, like you're going to go to a new school. You're going to have new friends. Is that okay? How are you feeling about that? Yeah. Holly is just like, Ashley's like, are you're not going to miss your friends? And Holly goes, "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) she's like, I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. And Ashley says, she goes, yeah, I'll miss them. And Ashley's like, but you'll make new friends. Right. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it was so cute. Okay, so the big thing in this episode is that Ashley and Barr are considering getting vaccinated because Ashley's opening her salon and she's right. going to be not just like with people, but up in their face, I guess. All like up in their faces. Yeah. I don't really know like what the duties at the salon are going to be for her, but she's making she it seem like, like a lash girl. That's what I was thinking. Lash. Yeah. Like she's going to be touching people's faces, I think. Yeah. Um, so she and, uh, bar like, well, maybe we'll get vaccinated. I don't know the couch conversation. Oh, by the way, I did notice that they've been filming totally out of order because the stairs in their new house, I was noticing them for like the last two episodes. I was like, 
where is that in their house? It's their new mm. house. <laughs> right. um, just continuity wise, I noticed that this week, but they're, it's a clearly an MTV set of conversation, right? Like clearly this is not a natural conversation where they're like, well, maybe we should get vaccinated. Maybe we should get vaccinated. Like I, I, I would bet that this conversation between the two of them was filmed after she was already vaccinated. Mm. Okay. That's interesting. I don't think MTV would be showing us this storyline if they don't get vaccinated. Yeah. Because we know Mm -hmm. that there are anti-vax cast members, cough, cough, kale, who is not vaxxed. None of her children are vaxxed. Like we know she is anti-vax, right? Like kale. Although I've kind of thought, and I've seen people float this. They wonder if kale got vaccinated because she wants to travel. And I would believe that. I would believe that kale's like anti-vax, but it's like, yeah, fuck it. I want to be able to go places. So I'll just get vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would make, that would make sense. She's wishy-washy that way. Right. Like she doesn't actually stand in her values. Um, but yeah, it's like whatever is yeah convenient at the time. <laughs> exactly. So I, we have not heard one peep about vaccinations from kale. Although remember like a couple seasons ago, they wanted Lincoln to get the flu shot before Eli was born. So they have talked about it in the past, but no vaccination talk from kale. Um, I'm kind of surprised they're not doing more vaccination talk with Leah and like protecting Allie and getting right. the girls vaccinated. Right. One would think that would be a pretty big storyline. So I don't, I think Leah's vaccinated is my guess, just based because we know that she consumes a lot of like, we know her newsfeed is more democratic than Republican, just based on stuff that she shared. Mm-hmm. And I think that she is a person that just listens to her doctors. And if they say get vaccinated, she does. Right. Like, I think she's thank that God. person. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would bet, I mean, I don't really know where Corey would stand, but I would bet that the doctors were like, Allie has to get vaccinated. Would yeah. Like, I would think like, even if Corey didn't politically stand for it, he would do the best thing for the girls. Yes. yes. Um, so I don't, we don't know about Leah, Jade, no fucking idea. (laughs) No idea about Jade. Uh, She might, she might've talked about it online. Some of these people might've talked about it online, but it slipped my memory. But this is just like a very, to me, calculated by MTV scene. I think they want, they only want to show us vaccinated, like doubting vaccinators if the end result is them being vaccinated. Interesting. Okay. So, cause when you talked to me about that earlier, I thought maybe you thought maybe it was specific to Ashley. No, I think it's like, this is kind of the perfect convenient. convenient. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't think MTV was the one that told her to get vaccinated. I <clears> think <throat> that she was like, per, you know, like they talk about her life with production. I bet she was like, oh, well, I'm going to get vaccinated today. And they're like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, my mom's fucking mad. Like, and they're right. like, okay, let's play this out. Like, this is how I want to play this out. Um, it's interesting. So she has T come over and she tells T that she's going to get vaccinated. And uh, Pastor T lets us know, not only should Ashley not get vaccinated, she says, hell no. Hell no. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah. I do think this is like good to show because this is real shit, right? It is. And I mean... I thought she was going to take it to a, like, you know, the conversation around vaccines in the black community. That's what I, I also thought would happen. 
yeah, very, you know, different than other communities, just because, you know, we have a history of like, um, having testing done yeah. on us unwillingly and government you know, medical abuse just, and systematic yeah. medical abuse that exactly. still happens to this day. You can look up black maternal health rates and you can look up the fact that when black immigrants move here from Africa, by the time their children are adults, they are facing the same health systematic issues as black Americans. It is yep. full stop a race issue. Everybody can look it up. So look up Serena Williams' birth story, you guys. Yes. Like it happens to all of us <laughs> and Beyonce. Um, so yeah, I thought it was going to be more like that, but then she kind of talks about like how their family specifically has, in her words, like quirky things that come yeah. up. Um, which, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I, was I don't like, really what know. It, Yeah. She was like, and I'm not going to get into it. I'm like, well, could you? <laughs> right. <laughs> We're here. We're all here, babe. Like, quirky is an interesting word for a medical diagnosis or things that are happening in your body. So I would like to open up and explore more of that. But uh, yeah, her like just being, I, yeah, I wish she had like said more about what the hesitancy was, but it was. So I mm-hmm. also think maybe MTV is playing a fine line here. Yeah. Because I agree, I thought they were going to talk about vaccines in the black community. But if T wasn't willing to do that ang- angle, I wonder if they didn't want T going off the rails here. Maybe she will, because in the scene for next week, she's like screaming about it seemingly and like really mad. And Ashley's like, well, I have an appointment, I'm going. And T's really mad. I kind of wonder if they are walking a fine line of showing vaccine hesitancy without showing vaccine misinformation. Just keeping it too real general. Yeah. Because like, and I, I think that isn't a bad way for MTV to show this storyline, right? Like, I don't think it's, this is very real. There are so many families where this is happening, right? I think it's good to see Ashley and Barr get vaccinated on camera, especially if they're vaccine hesitant and like getting vaccinated pretty late in the game to show that it's still worth it and still effective. Um, I think that's like a good storyline. And I think that MTV wants to make sure that they're not letting T say like, there's a microchip in there. <laughs> and I, and also like maybe Ashley and, and T are a good example because Ashley does work or like has a background in the medical field, but she mm-hmm. mentions like, yeah, my mom and I don't often agree on stuff because yeah. I have a different perspective because I have like a medical background. The whole um, interaction was very, it felt very un-Ashley in many ways. I can't fully yeah. describe it. Um, yeah. But like they're talking about it and Ashley says like, well, you know, I'm considering it because of the salon. And her mom goes, you don't need a vaccine to have a successful salon. And Ashley's like, I know I don't. I didn't say that, but I'm going to be all up in people's faces. And she goes, it'll maybe be another protective barrier. I'm like, let's drop right. the maybe, babe. <laughs> like, Let's right. drop the maybe. <laughs> it will be another protective barrier. But then we get like a little talking head of Ashley being like, you know, my mom and I have a lot of different perspectives since I'm learning the medical side of it in school. Like I'm looking at that way and I need to do what's best for me. And I'm like, great, 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 great. As I said, in the scene for next week, she says she has an appointment to get vaccinated tomorrow. Um, I just think that this is like MTV being very careful in how they show this, being very deliberate in how they show this. And it feels a little acted out because Ashley's mm-hmm. not really the best actress in that Ashley's a very emotional person. And when she's recreating scenes, she's real dead. Yeah. 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 Courtney, Courtney Kardashian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like one would think 
T being like, hell no, would be Ashley would be like, well, I'm going to do it and like get more attitude with her as we always see when T pushes up against Ashley. We always see that, right? Like Ashley pushes back. And in this, she was like so calm and mild mannered that I'm like, I wonder if this is just like a total recreation. Because I mean, if T really believes this, I'm sure she would be willing to recreate this scene, right? Like, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, she was a little too mild mannered for it to be authentic. I mean, Ashley's an emotional person. <laughs> like, very that. Like that scene where she ran, skirted out of that uh, wine sipping paint. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I think Ashley would tell you she has like no emotions. She'd be like, I'm a hard bitch. Like I have no emotions, but like truly is crying at every moment. Like you can, she cannot hide on her face what she's feeling. Like, I don't know. To me, it's very obvious when, Ashley is like doing prompted stuff and this felt very prompted but also like I mean I'm glad to be seeing it if the end result is Ashley and Barr get vaccinated on camera or like announce they get vaccinated on camera I agree yeah I mean go to vaccines.gov everyone (laughs) yeah I was I was gonna ask if you noticed the uh the uh, disclaimer yeah it was it was not a cdc vaccines.gov ad (laughs) i have that (laughs) um that truly is like the best fun like sponsor that i've ever had just like in terms of like feeling good about taking it it was i remember how excited you were about that (laughs) i mean the ad copy was horrific and i was not allowed to change a single line of it and like me and my network person kind of fought about it because i was like this is they gave me like three different scenarios. And I said, I would never do any of these. And the people that listen to my podcast know it. And he's like, well, you're not allowed. Cause I took one and kind of changed the lines as you always do with copy. And he's like, you're not allowed to do that. And oh, I was God. like, this is crazy. But because, and normally I would have said, then fucking, I'm not doing this ad. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I like wanted to do the ad, I was like, fine, I'll do that. Like truly normally if it came back, if my person came back to me and was like, you have to totally change this. Like, and I have to give like an, an authentic ad. I'd be like, no, fuck that. I don't want that <laughs> money. Um, and I turned on ads all the time, just so people know, like I, all of the time he's like, do you approve this? And I'm like, no, fuck now. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> anything food related basically, or like diet related, anything financial related, anything mental health related. Like I'm a no-go almost. Mm, interesting. Uh, for like multiple I just don't want to promote things that like have real consequences that I don't know anything about yeah I mean that's very fair or in mental health things I think it would be um almost unethical because my everybody knows I'm in school to get a master's in social work and I don't want to like be professionally endorsing like a mental health service that is yeah that's a very fair point um but anyway yes I I like I mean I liked this I thought this was one of like the realer family conflict storylines we've seen in a while. No, I, I, I totally agree. Um, and I'm strangely proud and, and thrilled with how Ashley handled it. Even though it was fake too. and rehearsed, it was still like she was very measured about it. And I appreciated that. And here's the thing. Even if it was rehearsed, it's clear those are T's real feelings, right? Oh, and yeah. it's clear that Ashley is planning or thinking about getting vaccinated yeah and so even if it is rehearsed like the fact that she was willing to go on camera and talk about this and like let people know openly like hey I'm vaccinated and my mom is anti-vax like that's a big Ashley goes online right like Ashley's an online girl like she's not stupid 
and she's aware of like what it means to film this storyline. I very much think so. Ashley, out of all of the girls, has talked the most about like what it means to be like a black woman on this show and like Mm -hmm. how the like she seems to be the most aware of like how the audience reacts to things in her storyline out of all of the girls. Right. So she knows she knows that this is like a real thing to film about. So like good for her. Good for good for all of us, really. Yeah, good for all of us. Everybody get vaccinated. (laughs) Kara, I think that's it. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about this terribly boring show with me. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I love talking about slow shit. Will you please plug your lovely, lovely podcast? Yeah, you can listen to me talk about all things pop culture and currently Summer House and Married at First Sight over at Everyone's Business But Mine. Um, You can listen to me everywhere and you can follow me on Instagram at Everyone's Business But Mine. Love it. Love your podcast. Love Kara's social media. Although I'm always constantly terrified anytime I go in her comment section that someone deranged is going to find me because Kara uses hashtags. <laughs> and at this point, I'm doing it kind of to troll you because <laughs> I just get so much pleasure out of it. Like it really gives me a chuckle. <laughs> oh, thank you, Kara. Thank you. Have a Bye. good one. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.